Hello and welcome to the Helix Reviews Podcast. My name is David Arrington, bringing you reviews from a Christian Geek worldview. And today on the show, we're talking about Werewolf at Night, the Marvel special one-episode little event here on Disney+. Plus. As always, with these Marvel shows, I'm not here alone. I'm here with Josiah. Hello, everyone. And uh, we're going to do a spoiler-free section on this, and then we'll uh, dive into some spoilers here in a little bit. So... Josiah, uh, starting off here, spoiler free, what did you think of Werewolf at Night? I enjoyed this. It was very different for the MCU, you know, and it was fun to see them take this different style and kind of a little bit darker of a story, and it didn't it didn't really tie much into the MCU unless maybe it's tying into, tying into Blade or something in the future, but nothing that I could see, but it was still fun to have something like this in the MCU. Yeah, I thought this was a blast. This was great. Uh, seeing, you know, th- this is something that is very different than anything we've seen in the MCU, but it also, like, it, it works, it fits, you know? There's mm-hmm. monsters, there's weird stuff that happens in the MCU, and so it makes sense that you would have these monster hunters that would go out and hunt these monsters, and then they would have this, you know, this this kind of thing where they're like, hey, let's, uh, you know, all fight over this one monster in an arena and get a bloodstone or whatever, you know, it's like, okay, this, this kind of idea makes sense. It's really cool. It fits in the MCU. And even though, yeah, it doesn't seem like it's connected to anything, you know, maybe it'll connect to something like Blade. Uh, maybe, maybe not. Even if it doesn't, it's still like a really cool, interesting story that is very different than anything we've seen. And, uh, yeah, I, I loved this. I really enjoyed the style. I liked how they um, were influenced by and paid homage to older movies. Yeah. And you could see that in a lot of ways. Like, you know, it was in black and white. Of course, that's that's an obvious one. Yeah. But even, like, the, the way the actors were acting, it was a little more, like, melodramatic. Yes. And it was... <laughs> It was in an older style of acting, you know? Yeah. So just from that, and, and even some of the, the way the shots were shot, or, you know, some, yeah. of the, some of the situations, or, you know, it just, it just felt older. And the costume design also yeah. felt like, you know, not CGI, more like, like when they had to, you know, <laughs> yes. use practical effects. So a lot of it... You know, they, they kind of modernized it up and kind of touched it up with some modern stuff, but they held to that older style. And so anyways, I, I really enjoyed that aspect of it. Yes. Yeah, they, that was really well done. Gee, some of like the cinematography, you see the shadow come up and then the person and stuff. It's like that's the type of stuff that, you know, you, you see in the, some of those older monster movies and stuff that's just like really... Uh, it's, it's, this is very much like a throwback to that style of monster movie, and it's done really well. As you said, you know, they, they modernize it because it's like the, the, some of the costumes and stuff in here, I think, look better than they would have looked, you know, back then. Uh, I mean, yeah, this is all you, so it's definitely more of a modern, more advanced, but definitely a throwback to that style, and they blend that together really well. And they do all that while, Still, I think having it believably like be in the MCU or something. It's not like it's so uh, different or over the top or anything that it's like messes up the MCU really in any way. Uh, so that's just 
that works really, really well. And then having uh, the, you know, so they're, they're all, they gotta fight this monster and to get the bloodstone. And the, the bloodstone is like the only thing that's in color. Everything is black and white. And then you have this special like magical bloodstone or whatever. And it's the thing that's in color to show you how kind of otherworldly or other, you know, different kind of thing that this is uh, just visually kind of striking and uh, and also goes to show you just kind of how uh, unique this item is, this bloodstone actually is. And they use the, the camera flares really well here because the camera flares were also in red. Yeah. Which kind of gave it the sense of like the power was like emanating off of it. Okay, so spoiler warning now. Now we're going to talk about spoilers for Werewolf at Night. You have been warned. Uh, so, okay, the monster that they're going after is Man-Thing. Very cool. Like a very recognizable monster in the Marvel Universe from the Marvel comics. It's like, oh, cool, that's... That's really cool. And, and when he, they kind of introduce him, I'm like, are they going to introduce Man-Thing? Like, one of the more recognizable monsters in the in, in the Marvel, you know, comics and stuff, and kill him off here or something? But no, that's not there they went. It's like, okay, that's good. <laughs> it's like, okay, cool. You know, they introduce him. Uh, I know some about Man-Thing. I know, like, I've heard of Werewolf at Night. I don't really know too much about him. Uh, but just seeing uh, these characters interacting and stuff is so much fun him coming in it's it was obvious that his agenda wasn't the same as everybody else's but i didn't know what it is and the fact that it's like i'm gonna help man thing out is really cool yeah because you go into it you know thinking that they're going to be hunting a werewolf that would be a classic hunter villain like from yeah. the old movies you know a vampire or a werewolf is just some of the classic things yeah so that that fit right in you would think it would be the werewolf and when he was first going into the garden you kind of saw the shadow and so yeah they got you <laughs> thinking they were hunting the werewolf and then when you saw it was man thing it was kind of like oh right. wow <laughs> yeah i think they did it well how there were you know they were monster hunters so they're supposed to protect the world from these evil things and, you know, um, keep people safe. And, and you could tell they were dedicated to their craft. Like, monster hunting was their life. So, so the story was kind of how what they did consumed them and changed them. So before, they would hunt monsters to keep people safe. After all this, you know, after the story, you kind of figure out, oh... They're hunting Man-Thing. He's not really a monster. He yeah. looks like a monster, but he's not really a monster. And, like, the guy who transforms into a werewolf, you know, he's taking great precautions to keep from being a monster. He locks yeah. himself up during the full moon. He knows when they're at, you know, and make sure he's locked up. And so he's going through pains to make sure that he's not being a monster. So this group of monster hunters has gone from hunting monsters to protect people to hunting these people who aren't really monsters, yeah. kind of making them the monsters and making them the thing they hate. And then they need to be, people need to be protected against. Yes. So I thought that was a good way to change the story around. You know, you think they're the monster hunters, and then it turns out, oh, they're the monster because they're hunting people 
Who aren't really monsters. Yeah. And the the werewolf, the main character, the, you know, he's... Uh, once they discover, oh, he's a monster in disguise or whatever, they have to provoke the monster out of him to fight him. Instead of, you know, if they really thought it would save people's lives, they could have just killed him as a human. Or, you know, the, like they they could have dealt with this easier, but they had to get the monster to come out to be to fight the monster because that's that's what they do. And so it ends with the the girl that uh, he teamed up with. Having the bloodstone, everybody else is dead. Man, thing and the werewolf man uh, leave, and so she's there, ready to start anew. She has the bloodstone. She has the monster weapon. So presumably, maybe she'll go back to actually fighting the real monsters. Is that the implication? Well, it did kind of give you a hint at a change because the movie had been in black and white except for the stone up to that point. Yep, and then. It changed, and her jacket turned red, and then, like, the around her started coming into color. And then when you have the last scene with Man-Thing and um, the werewolf man outside, it's all in color. Yeah. So it's almost like, you know, she has a stone, and she's changing how they're using the stone. And that made their life different and better, because now... Before they were living in a black and white world, and now they're living in a you know colorized yeah. world, kind of showing that their world is better now. Yeah. Because they're not being hunted. Yeah. So whether she's gonna hunt actual monsters who are hurting people or not, I don't know. But she's not just hunting people, you For know, presumed it. monsters. Yeah. And if they do want to bring this, like, connect this further into the MCU, that could be a way that they they bring it in. Is she is. The monster hunter, the new monster hunter that's hunting the bad monsters. And so she starts coming after Blade or somebody and goes, Oh, you're, yeah, you're a vampire, but you're the vampire that kills the bad vampires, you know. So she can back off from that or something, maybe, if if they want to connect this further into the MCU. Phil Coulson actually did mention Man-Thing once in an episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> Just a peek. A brief passing comment. And now here he is. Uh, I hope that they continue this storyline. The storyline with Man-Thing and Werewolf at Night or something. Because it's like those two... And then at the end when they're they're sitting there and they're talking and stuff. Like a fun, fun conversation. And it just... Like kind of great dynamic there. Even though, you know, Man-Thing can't talk and stuff. But it's kind of that... I guess it's almost like the Groot Rocket kind of, you know, type of relationship, yeah. you know? Uh but very fun, and it's like I I would be curious to see if they would what they would do with that in the future, you know. So maybe uh, if if this becomes like a Halloween thing or something where they release some kind of horror themed kind of thing, we can get more with those characters or something. I would be very curious to see more. I'm glad Marvel was uh, willing to try something different and go a little darker, a little bit more bloody although it was yeah. black and white and and toned down yeah you know very very tame and in the in an older style of gore kind of but uh yeah i was willing that i was glad they were willing to go there and and do a story like this and kind of step out and risk 
trying something different. I thought it was very good. Yeah, I, I liked this. I like this a lot. Uh, so yeah, that's our thoughts on Werewolf at Night. Uh, coming up pretty soon here uh, should be an episode about She-Hulk. So look forward to that. Uh, until then, this is David. And Josiah. Of the Helix Reviews Podcast, signing out. Bye-bye, guys.